Welcome to the Modernization as a Service podcast series hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. In the first installment of this podcast series, we are speaking with Mike Mastin, who is the Vice President of Operations at Chenega Applied Solutions, to learn what exactly modernization as a service is and the benefits it brings to agencies dealing with the most complex and demanding mission, which is national security. And Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Pleasure to be on. Yeah, yeah. Likewise. Likewise. And let's just kick off the conversation all about modernization in the federal government. And why is it such a priority these days for agencies? Sure. Well, especially within the Department of Defense, you know, obviously, as we've seen kind of in the commercial sector, technology has just skyrocketed. We've had a lot of advancements. A lot of people can't even imagine a world today without their smartphone or with Wi-Fi everywhere. But if you think back to even just a little over a decade ago, none of that technology existed. And while the private sector has been kind of on the forefront of that technological advancement, so think about Silicon Valley and you know the Googles, the Facebooks, the Netflixes of the world have been really adapting all this technology as it happens. By nature of kind of the beast with the federal government, the federal government has been slow to adapt this, and especially within the Department of Defense, where they have a lot of legacy weapons systems or just legacy systems in general that they've already dumped billions of dollars into. And trying to upgrade the entire system is complex, it's costly, and especially with a lot of the security revolving it, it becomes very difficult. So what we've been seeing happen with the federal government is this delay. So where you look at where industry is today, so like in 2021, what, what a Google's doing versus what you know the DOD is doing, there's sometimes a 10 plus year gap between where their technology sits. And when they have tried to do modernization, because it's so complex, because it goes across kind of all the different tenants of the government, they end up doing it as almost a piecemeal approach. So as opposed to doing a full-on modernization, they'll say, hey, let's modernize this one thing. So you'll get a bunch of old things and then one nice thing. And the kind of analogy we always use is that's like putting new wheels on an 89 Corolla, right? It's still an 89 Corolla. And what the government truly needs is they need the Tesla. Yeah, that's a great point. And also, too, modernization is not always just about technology. And there's often much broader concepts. And if you don't mind, can you share why these broader comps, what they are, and why it's important to understand it and really execute it from this perspective, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that Chenega does as part of our modernization is working directly with the Air Force and their DevSecOps software development movement. And that's a, I think that's a really great example of what modernization looks like outside of just the technology. Because especially with software development, when you think about what modernization means is it's also the methodologies. It's the culture that goes along with it. Once again, pointing back to Silicon Valley, you see they're kind of leading the cultural work revolution within the United States and globally in their policies and how, you know, leadership interacts with the workers and things like that. And they're creating more flexible schedules. They're creating, you know, work-life balances where they try to make it so that you're not locked into a cube in this dead nine to five. It's much more flexible. People feel a lot more comfortable being in the workplace. We also say modernization requires more than just tools and technologies. It requires a culture shift. And the reason for that is, is because even if you give people the nice tools without the culture that supports that, you're not really going to have a modernized, agile organization. So in the DOD, for example, 
you know, they can have really nice stuff. But if they're still doing command structures that date back to like the 80s or the 90s, this really top down waterfall type mentality, they're never going to see the type of innovation internally within the Department of Defense that we're seeing out in private industry. Interesting. Yeah, great point there. That's a perfect segue into my next question. So really, what is modernization as a service and how does it solve these challenges? Absolutely. So modernization as a service or mass, the whole concept of this was we got an opportunity to support a program within the Air Force. It was a brand new program. It's a little bit of an experimental program called Kessel Run. And Kessel Run was, it came out of the Defense Innovation Unit of the DOD. And it was an attempt to try and solve a major issue within the Air Force, which was software development. And in this sense, they had a traditional method of doing software development, especially from a procurement standpoint, where they would sit down, they'd try to say, hey, we need the software. They would put it out to bid. All these contracting companies would bid on it. And, you know, they would bid and then win it. They would build it to the specifications of what the government did, kind of in a silo. And then after years and years and years of working on it, they would give it back to the government. And by then the mission had changed, the technology had changed, and they had a software that was already like, as soon as it was brand new, it was already five, seven years out of date, and really not relevant to the mission anymore. So Kessel Run had this concept of saying, hey, we need to do DevOps, DevSecOps software development internal to the Air Force and really get this kind of iterative approach to doing software development. But in order to do this, we need everything that like a Google needs to support that. So we don't just need software developers. We need a facility. We need all the tools, the technology, and we need that kind of ecosystem, that modernized ecosystem in order to be a modernized force. So they came to us and we're an Alaska Native corporation. So we were able to do a sole source, which was critical because we were able to directly converse with the government, work on their statement of work, really make sure everything worked out well. And we ended up providing a turnkey solution that was the facility, all the tools and technology, a lot of the software that was included in it, all the security infrastructure required around it, the networking infrastructure, just kind of the whole gambit as a turnkey service for the government, which became the Kessel Run Experimentation Lab or the KRAIL. And from that, we kind of realized that this was a really kind of critical need because in the government, Whenever, especially if you understand government procurement, you know, you'll have a mission set from a project. They'll go to their contracting or procurement agency and they say, I need X thing. And then it falls on a contracting officer. That contracting officer needs to go, oh gosh, I need to do this thing, which I'm not really familiar with. So they put it out to bid. They will spend all this time writing the statements of work, you know, getting quotes. And then typically what they do is they break it up. So if you think of like a modernized facility, right, like a software factory all the different components. Well, there's an IT component. So let's bid out the network. Let's bid out the VTC capability. Let's bid out the hardware procurement piece. Let's bid out the actual facility piece. Then let's bid out the facility maintenance piece. Let's bid out the help desk piece. And all of a sudden you have like 40 contracts trying to run this facility and none of them are working together. So with modernization as a service, what we thought was like using our ADA capability and you know the ability to have like a $100 million sole source, which is critical because these things get expensive when you start grouping services together. We were like, we can go ahead and manage this entire process. We can do the facility. We can do the design. We can do the infrastructure. We can do the hardware. We can do the software. We can do the cloud. We can do the help desk. We can do the people changing the toilet paper, literally toilet paper to cloud. We can do the entire thing as a turnkey service, and we can do it rapidly, way faster than the government can do it. So that 
you know, we can meet their mission needs and all the government has to do is show up and work. And that was the birth of modernization as a service. And since then, we've been very successful. We've had a lot of different programs that we've done it with, Level Up with the Air Force. We've done it with the ITES program. We did it with Blue Sky, which is a software factory supporting the 402nd. And then most recently, our kind of like one of our crown jewels that we just opened was Project Synergy supporting the 402nd down in Warner Robins. Nice. That's awesome. That's some great insights there. That is uh, really, really great stuff. And overall, Mike, I really appreciate your insights. This has really been an illuminating podcast, especially when it comes to really breaking down what Maz is all about and the benefits of it. And just for the interest of time today, before we sign off, is there anything else to add or anything we may have missed? Well, I think one of the critical things, especially as we're, you know, we're in 2021, the pandemic has really kind of put a lot of technology and the need for modernization into focus. And, you know, the danger, there's a risk in modernization, which we've seen in doing what we do, is that if you take that piecemeal approach, oftentimes the pieces don't necessarily work together and you create a bigger problem than you're actually trying to solve. So that's why why mass is kind of so important. It allows us to come together, look holistically across the entire modernization spectrum and create a coherent solution that can be given to the customer. And it's really, it's the easy button. It's the point you press and bam, modernization. They focus on mission and it's done. Oh, that's awesome. What a great way to end this, our first episode of the Modernization as a Service podcast series hosted on Government Technology Insider, where Mike Mazden, who is the Vice President of Operations at Chenega Applied Solutions, discuss what exactly modernization as a service is and really talk deeply about the benefits that it brings to agencies dealing with what really are the most complex and demanding missions, especially around national security. And Mike, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it.